Hey there, I'm Natalie Abbott, and this is The Dwell Podcast. At Dwell, we help you memorize one Bible verse every month. On our weekly podcast, we talk about what our verse means, how it's challenging us, and about how the God of the universe wants to connect with us in our daily lives. Welcome back, everybody. This is your host, Natalie Abbott, and it's The Dwell Podcast. And today, uh, we are just talking about Jesus. Usually we talk about Jesus, but we are really focusing in on Jesus today. We are talking about the verse from Isaiah 53, 5. For those of you who are memorizing along with us this month, it goes like this. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. And the punishment that brought us peace was on him. By his wounds, we are healed. Just such a powerful verse about the sacrifice that Jesus willingly made on our behalf. Um, and as we have Easter coming up and we're, we're just thinking about, you know, just that, that amazing sacrifice that Jesus has made for us so that we could know him, so that our sins could be forgiven. I'm just super excited to get to talk about that all month with you guys. And we are going to be talking today and the next three weeks with Pastor Curtis Gilbert. He is a pastor at The Journey in St. Louis, and that is actually where my sister Vera, those of you who know Vera from our podcast, she's on here about once a month. This is her pastor. Welcome, Pastor Gilbert. Hey, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm so honored to be here. Yeah, yeah. So, Curtis, tell us about yourself. Like, I think this this first episode, we always just kind of want to know about who you are and what you do, and you're a pastor, which is like, you're like superstar, right? <laughs> <laughs> don't, listen, don't ask my sons. I don't think. Yeah, right. It. Yeah, <laughs> my husband's a pastor too, so I totally understand. We're just all normal people around here. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but yeah, we would just love to hear from you, um, specifically regarding this verse, like that Jesus sacrificed and gave His life for you. So, what did what does this verse mean to you personally? How did you see Jesus kind of step into your story and bring you into His story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, actually, before I, I do it, let me just sprint to acknowledge my wife, Shelly. I got a beautiful wife and two boys. And so yes. they, they are very much a who I am. So I just need to, in fact, they are the evidence of the Lord's grace in my life. And so uh, so my wife, Shelly, we've been married 15 years, and my two boys, Caden and Chase. So, and I would I would mention them again because they definitely are part of the story. Um, but, you know, I grew up, what I have to say is I grew up, uh, in the church, but really not of the church, right? Like I, I was raised in a uh, missionary Baptist church um, and um, thoroughly, deeply enjoyed it. Uh, much of my family was part of that, but I would, um, what I would say is that uh, the the reality of Christ in my heart was not real. Um, it was much more morality. It was just me going through the motions, enjoying those things. Um, and I would say up until really junior high, I was pretty much a moral, morally good kid, you know. Um, mm -hmm. And um, but then uh, high school and college, um, you know, I, st I started doing my own thing, um, living my own life. And uh, and what I really saw also beyond me living my own life is this uh, deep seated pride. Um, uh, for whatever reason, the Lord allowed me to pretty much do well at anything I put my hands to. Um, mm. So academics and sports all went well for me. And, and that just built this kind of building of pride in my life yeah. and continued into college. But then towards the, the tail end of college, you know, don't think those were going well. There began this developing shame and guilt, like something's not right inside of me. Like I'm doing 
like I'm I'm getting straight A's, but yet I'm not experiencing the satisfaction from it like I used to. And that was overwhelming and new. I didn't know what to do with that. Um, and 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 really, when I begin to feel that, I, can, I, I know usually people's testimony is they feel that and they ran to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not mine. I, I, I felt You're like, that no ran, way, I'm running I'm like, out of here. No, no. <laughs> I mean, I mean that's, that's a very real thing. Like, I'm good. Uh. I'll figure it out on my own. And, and first of all, anyone that tells you, they're figuring it out on their own. They're not figuring it out on their own. <laughs> like, I tried to figure it out on my own. It, it, it never goes well. It did not go well. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, soon after that, when the Lord allowed me to go through some pretty difficult situations um, in my life and um, and really allowed me to see the, the futility of my efforts and, honestly, the reality that every effort, though things are good on the surface, every effort of trying to solve the deeper questions we're, we're failing mm-hmm. and uh and by god's grace and jesus sacrifice you know he allowed me to see it and i would say he allowed me because again i was not one looking for jesus i to be honest i wasn't uh when i if, if i was trying to live life without him i was for many years enjoying living life without him um and then in that moment when he opened my eyes like talking about the verse like because i grew up in the church i knew enough data points to connect certain dots, like, okay, there's something to this Jesus. Like, there's some, I don't fully know what, but there's something to him. Mm-hmm. And, um, and as I, as he allowed me to see him, and, uh, and I, honestly, he allowed me to marvel over what he was willing to do on my behalf. Like, mm-hmm. all of my effort was trying to solve, was trying to fix the guilt and shame. He already said, I'm, I'm taking care of for you. Um, and, and so I, it was at that point I ran to Jesus. And I never turned back after that. Um, and it really was, it really was that sacrifice. Like I just, I would honestly say, it still boggles me. Um, I still marvel over me and us and and those of us who are distant from the Lord. And uh, yeah, He pursues us, and He doesn't just pursue us. He pr- He pursues and provides all that's needed for us to know Him. Mm-hmm. And I'll be the first on the list to say I don't deserve it. There's there. there like I legitimately, I have a long list of case studies of my life where that should not be the case, but mm. yet I'm here. And I'm not just here knowing him. I'm a pastor. I got a wife and two boys. And all those things, I'll tell you, it's like, no. Like when I met him, I just believed I did not, like I knew him, but I didn't think I deserved any of those things mm. because I had blew it, blew it in so many other areas of life. And for me, I had always wrestled with this deep shame and guilt. Even when I knew him, I felt like I kept trying to take back what he already took from me. And and it's that verse, this verse where it talks about uh, our transgressions and iniquities and punishment upon him, the peace that we have and the healing that we have. Uh, you know, he took it on my behalf, but so often I'm trying to take it back. And and he's, he just taught me that he's extending grace and mercy and that forgiveness is settled. And so that's who I am and a little bit of my story. I love it. I love your story. Um, I love that idea that, um, like what you said about how he took, he took our, our transgressions, he took our iniquity and exchanged it for peace. Like, it's just so mind blowing really to consider like, who would do that? Why would anybody, why would anybody (laughs) go to somebody who's like an enemy who's doing all the wrong things and be like, Hey, listen, 
I'm going to pay for all that with my own life and give you all the things you don't deserve. Yes. I'm like, I wouldn't. And that's why it's so hard to understand. Like, Lord, you are kind. Yes. <laughs> you are a different thing because I, I don't even understand that. You know? Yeah. He's completely other. Like, it just doesn't even, it doesn't make sense to us. It doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. So we have, so we got Easter. It's yeah. coming up here. Yeah. And um, what does Easter look like for the Gilbert family? Yeah, so, uh, you know, Easter, you know, it's interesting. It's going to be our second Easter in this kind of COVID reality. So we're, we're still mm. learning what it looks like. Um, but typically, um, you know, we have a weekend of festivities. You know, our church usually does a really beautiful Good Friday service. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, which includes a Easter egg hunt. And so my boys get involved with that. And then Sunday, uh, I'm usually preaching at one of our locations. After that, though, we... Uh, deeply enjoy like just time with especially my wife's family she has like four other siblings a lot of grandkids they all live pretty much in our hometown so the, we're, we're always together and so that whole day is filled with lots of food and then my <laughs> mother-in-law tra- like traditionally does an easter egg hunt in her home and she does like two inside inside she uh-huh. does one for the adults and one for the kids. Oh! And for the adults, we get money. Oh. We get things in the egg. Like, we do. <laughs> is that, okay, is there a lot of shoving involved? Oh, I mean, shoving is my, like, like that's the the, 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 the lightest thing you can name. Like, they're, they're downright pushing and grabbing and throwing. I mean, like, she. Get away from that egg! That's my she, egg! <laughs> she has, like, three brothers of my size or bigger, so we get physical, so. <laughs> So usually, you know, that that's that weekend. Really, but all in such a celebration of, yeah. you know, one of the things that we sit and marvel over is, um, we love it, like, Easter historically, traditionally for Christians, for the Christian faith, but even individual Christians, is, like we often say, it is it, a feeling of Super Bowl level. Like, that, mm-hmm. that is the moment of victory. So we feel it with as much celebration as we can. Um, because they're, you're not going to be able to celebrate something bigger than the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so that's mm-hmm. how we spend our time doing it. I love it. I love it. I love the idea. So how old are your boys then? So my youngest is five and my oldest is nine. Okay. So here's another question. Is there pushing in the kids? Like, oh. do they see you guys and they're like, hey, if dad's going to do it. Oh, they do. <laughs> oh, they, they see us. We're all a hot mess. Like they watch the adults do it. And then my, all the cousins do it, and so it's 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 crazy, you know. We just they, we try to create rules. My mother in law who uh, tries to create order, but we're just too big for that. And once you, <laughs> listen, once you put a twenty dollar bill in an egg, all rules are off. Like you cannot put rules on that. Twenty dollars in one egg? Oh yeah, like she Holy just. Holy moly. That yeah, is no yeah, yeah. joke. I'm thinking like a dollar, you know, oh, like, and oh, you no, get no, 20 no. eggs, no, maybe. You could get a like... dollar, but no, 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 there's, there's 20, there's different things. So like, so we, look, you know what I get for 20? I mean, that's like four or five Starbucks cards. Like I can do it. I know. <laughs> that's legit. I'm coming to your house this year. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. My, uh, my mother-in-law years back, she did an egg hunt in her house and we were finding Easter eggs for like 
literally there was one that was found like a decade later she only <laughs> she only did it one time but it was just like the chocolate was all i mean oh, it was that's the best nasty and i'm like how did this live you in know, your house that is like, so true <laughs> that is so true like what we got to do with my mother-in-law was like you have to like you have to remember and there's usually at least one person helping her like remember yes. where you put the eggs because that happens all the time like some <laughs> eggs are not found for a long time and so we have to keep backtracking. Where did you hide them? So yeah. That's, yeah, that's normal. <laughs> oh, so good. Well, Pastor Curtis, I think we're probably running out of time for this episode, but I'm okay. super excited in the next two episodes to really dig deep with you into this verse and what does it mean and how can we experience the peace of Christ? How is, I, I feel mm. like, you know, I want to say to everybody like this peace that Jesus has bought for us with his life is yeah on offer for everybody like this is on offer it is on offer every single day today is the day of your salvation now is the time right like let's hear this message let's embrace it let's let's talk about it so i'm excited because we get to talk two more times about it and you are like pastor so you're expert you know this stuff oh my god and we need to hear you we need to hear you we gotta hear the preaching we want to hear all the things we are so pumped so thank you thank you for joining us for this episode and we will we'll be right back here again next week and talk more about this first so please join us next week and thank you so much pastor curtis thank you hey thanks for joining us on the dwell podcast you can find out more about us at dwell differently on instagram facebook and at dwelldifferently.com online we help people connect with god through scripture memory daily posts a weekly blog and of course this podcast